Sports Hub. All right, back here, 98 Father Sports Hub. I'm Joe Murray. It's the Joe Show. Anything goes. That felt like a really long break for me. I was I saw Big Jim walk into the building. We got Jim and Gasper coming up next. So they can do all the sports stuff with you. I'll just hang out. What are you eating over there, Tucker? No, no, you don't want to tell me. Uh can I you know how we made joke about the far pay? No, the, I'm chewing. It's gross. Oh. We made the joke about remember of the far pay incident that happened. Um, how can I forget? Well I, I I do my own version of it now. I, I get frosted flakes, and then I pour yogurt on top of it. Yeah. And if and I, fruit. Sometimes, like uh, blueberries. Yep. Or, I'll do that with Wheaties, though. Okay. See, I use frosted flakes because, you know, yeah, I, like, little, I like the sugar. A little sugar stuff. Yeah. But then I mix it around, and, like, and it's like, that's not a parfait. I, I actually have named it now the parfait. It's just, it's that's what it is now. So it's my own version of the of the parfait. Even though I was really frappe. convinced one day that it really was a frappe. So. Uh, anyways, um, what else we got going on? We're going to talk to uh, Rob Polito coming up in a bit, formerly uh, known as Robbie Road Steamer. Um, I'm sure everyone will know him from the old WBCN days. I got a story to share with him, actually. I went to a hemp fest one year, and uh, they were the band that played. I got to share that story um, with him. Of course, I would go to the hemp fest, Tucker, of course. That was... What we used to do when we were in the city, uh, very bored. Um, I do. I will get into the China uh, documentary coming up in a minute here, but just quickly uh, on the Celtics, they they actually have um, finalists. It sounds like second interviews, I should say, for uh, I mean Yuduka, Darvin Ham, and Chauncey Billups. We were talking about the the comeback story of the of the Clippers now without Kawhi Leonard, but you know they have Rajon Rondo on their roster and. They're playing Reggie Jackson, who obviously was drafted in the first round, played at Boston College. Kid was was on, was like basically available this year. Uh, was a free agent, and I mean he's putting up almost twenty points a night now. Uh, last night, Terrence Mann comes in. Like I know Ty Lue's a former point guard, and you know has a very good record actually in closeout games. Um, but. I don't know if I look at it, do we credit Ty Lue for that? Do we credit Chauncey Billups, who might be a part of that staff, or even Sam Cassell for that matter? Uh, Darvin Ham, I, from what I heard, may have may have a relationship with Jason Tatum. Um, something to do with, uh, what was it? They had some, he was a coach or assistant on, on something he did in the past. And I mean, Udoka, I think, is actually a great candidate. Former player, uh, was on the Spurs staff. Um. You know, years back, um, I think he could be a real candidate. I, I'm still hearing the uh, Scott Morrison. That's what I'm still hearing um, as far as the name goes. I've also heard Sam Cassell still in the mix. And this week, what happened in the NBA with the coaches, it really does come down to what the player wants, right? Like Rick Carlisle, he's a great coach. If Luca doesn't want him, see ya. He's out. If your star player doesn't want you as a coach, you're gone. You're donezo. Stan Van Gundy, one year, Zion Williamson might not even want to stay there. He didn't want he didn't want Van Gundy anymore. And I, I wanted to just kind of throw this out here. Uh, I don't know where I saw this question. It was a while back, but you look at it right now. Between Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, and Zion Williamson, if you could pick one player to start a franchise with, 
Who would it be? It's a really interesting question because, you know, Zion can do things, but I, he does have some limitations. But I also think he makes other guys better. Luca is legitimately one of the top five players in the game, top ten. Tatum flirts with that at times. But his size and the ability and the way his growth, like those three, all three of those teams have openings. Isn't that amazing? Three of the top talents in all basketball have head coaching jobs available. They might be the three biggest young stars going. It is. It's a really good question. I won't take calls on it, but if you really were to start a team, or if you were a coach, would you rather coach Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, or Luka Doncic? In a way, I kind of lean Doncic right away. And I, I mean, I don't know how long Williamson is for the NBA. I really don't. But he's definitely a great player. Puts up stupid numbers, and I think he makes guys better. And I just think like that style of player too, like oh. And then then there's Tatum. I just I I don't know I look at it and I'm just where, if you were a coach where would you want to go? So um so that's on the table as well here at six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. Let's go to the phones uh, again. It's the Joe Show. I'm Joe Murray. Anything goes. Uh, we'll talk with Chris who's in Winthrop. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Joe? Big fan of the show. Thanks, buddy. Um. So I, I you guys are talking about uh, like lobster rolls and whatever and waterfront, but uh, my go-to place, Belle Isle in winter, if they got Dude, huge lobster rolls, yeah, just, you can sit right in the water. I just mentioned it. I went there last Saturday. Um, oh, I didn't hear it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. I went there last Saturday. Beautiful view. Uh, oh yeah, it was actually the it was actually the best lobster roll I've had this year. Um, and again, we were t- I was kind of making the mention how uh, they have a little note that says, we're not fast food. It could take a long time. It took a little bit of time, but, dude, they, they loaded that bad boy up at Lobster. Claws, oh, yeah. you name it, nice bun. Um, give, give you the fries and the onion rings. If you get, I got clam. So, dude, I got clams from them. They actually have the bellies and the strips at the same time. No kidding. You don't see that often, right? Some of the places cut them off, like, just for the strips, yeah, you know? Yeah trying to beat you but uh you know i love the place i love the view yeah dude a nice outside there as well their chowder they put in a little cup so you can like just basically drink it instead of using a spoon you know it's 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 another place down the street uh go go on go go on the ocean it's in winthrop that it's like italian food it's pretty good too it's like right next go 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 all right man well i appreciate that i was uh I had to pick up the. Uh, I was uh, Downy Cider is my favorite drink right now, Tucker. I'm not a uh, not a beer guy really anymore. I'm I'm straight cider now going forward. I was handed a uh, cider last weekend actually at a party, and I just uh, it was my first cider, and I just not a cider guy. It's fine. Yep, you're you're a beer guy. Uh, maybe it was too sweet. Maybe there's too sugary. I don't, I've been doing depends. the tequila a lot more actually, Oof, believe it or not. Man. Not like slugging it, but just, you know, nurturing Casamigos, it. So yeah, Casamigos. Dude, the Casamigos is like. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. I had gonna, some last night, actually. We're going to be drinking that at the Jamelli uh, bachelor party? 100% chance. Yeah. We're not going to get home. We'll worry about that detail later. You, you know, know, you know I'm kind of <laughs> worried about, li- about Lifshats now. Why is that? Well, it's just like someone says something to him. He's going to blow up. So? It'll be funny. <laughs> I'm not holding him back. I kind of want to see that. I'm not holding him back. No, no. I, you know, I'd, I'd let him go. That, I just plug that goes lift shots. 
you know, there he goes. Uh, oh, Casamigos. But, dude, no, so, yeah, actually, last week I, I hit up uh, the Downey Cider came up with a mimosa cider. Dude, I love mimosa. That's a lot of sugar. Dude, look at me. I love sugar. Okay. <laughs> Sugar, sugar, dun, 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 dun. I love me some sugar, all right? <laughs> but, yeah, I went to Belle Isle, and then I went to Down East, and I got my mimosa, my mimosa ciders, and they're outstanding. And tonight I'm going to drink scorpion bowls all day. There's a lot of sugar in that, too, right? Are there? Yeah, there's know. a lot of sugar in that. Um, I love that. Uh, anyways, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about Rob Polito. Uh, if again, I, I I've been talking about these for a while, but these dark side of wrestling on uh, on Vice TV. The best one I think I've seen this year is the is the Grizzly Smith one. Um, it's actually about Jake the Snake's father. Um, that was I that one. The Dynamite Kid was really good last week. Um, there's been some good ones though. Owen Hart. There's been one on uh, the Chris Benoit story. You know, obviously was covered very well. Um. But these series are awesome, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. And uh, this week, they came up with one on uh, on China, uh, the former wrestler. Um, you may some people remember her maybe from Playboy. Um, she passed away in 2016, and there was a documentary that they were trying to make the redemption of China. Uh, it never got finished. Obviously, she passed. Um, but there was a vice versa behind the. Basically, the dark side of it, um, and uh, Rob Polito, known as Robbie Road Steamer, here was actually a part of this, and knew China, spent years with her, and we'll hear his story of his relationship with China, and uh, we'll talk about the documentary coming up next, right here on ninety eight five The Sports Hub. Boston's home for sports, ninety eight five The Sports Hub. Still looking for the perfect gift? 99. Relatable, reliable, and even relentless at times. This is Boston's home for sports. 98.5, the Sports Hub. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. All right, back here at 98.5 The Sports Hub. I'm Joe Murray. It is the Joe Show uh, here until 11 o'clock today. Uh, Big Jim and Gasper take over uh, at 11 o'clock. I've been watching these dark side of wrestlings. Uh, Yes, I'm a wrestling fan, but... I even watch some of them. I don't know who these people are. You know, Nick Gage is, you know, crazy fighter. I wanted to learn about him. The Dynamite Kid I watched last week. Um, and Vice does them every week. A- A&E is doing some that are biographies. Um, so they might might see Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, Mick Foley. There's, there's been tons of them. They've been really good. Um, but this week, uh, Vice Versa did one uh, on China. And uh, obviously people... Look at China as somebody that uh, obviously the ninth wonder of the world uh, for all the wrestling fans. But you know she's done Playboy. She's uh, was was involved in, in other things as well, even post her wrestling career. And uh, there was a rise and fall, uh, I would say, when it comes to uh, China. And while I was watching the documentary this week, I saw Rob Patillo 
uh, Robbie Road Steamer, uh, as many of the people know here from uh, from the old WBCN days. Uh, but Rob Patillo on the uh, Volkswagen Dealers Expert Hotline right now. What's going on, Rob? How you doing today, man? What's going on, buddy? Robbie Road Steamer. Hey, it's Rob Patillo. What's going on, dude? What's up, man? So, uh, dude, I, I I saw you. Like, I, I like freaked out. I'm like, dude. Like, because I, I, I remember, like, Toucher and Rich have always talked about, even Hardy has mentioned that at one point you had a relationship with China. But, um, dude, like, you watched the whole thing. It was, like, the other night the first time you saw it? Have you, did you see it beforehand? Did you get a uh, look at it? Like, how did you think this documentary was, was portrayed? And do you think that they did their best to, I guess, kind of break down what happened with China in the end of her life? Well, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to produce both documentaries because obviously the Vice Versa documentary is about China's failed first documentary that we attempted to do, The Reconstruction of China. And that's basically what pulled me out of Boston. Like, I had been living in Boston, uh, the area, my whole life. You know, I was on BCN being Robbie Road Steamer. And I had acquired a bunch of resources in terms of video production, people who could help me out. And I started working with people from the WWE with the character I did, Robbie Road Steamer. I invited Jimmy, the mouth of the self-heart, up from uh, Tennessee to be my manager and to make some videos and to introduce Robbie Road Steamer at a show. And everybody really loved that. So I went and I found China. And I did. She was still over in Japan. And I started sending her Robbie Road Steamer videos. And she loved them. She wanted to come back to America. And pretty much the last six years have been, you know, trying to just put together this documentary and get it out. It has just been the odyssey. Yeah, no, and, I, and what I was going to say, one of the things was, you, you looked like you guys had a relationship. Is that is that fair to say? Clearly, there was a a friendship here, but like oh, I don't know, were you, we, were you like we her only friend? Each other, man. Yeah. We loved each other. We lived with each other for three months. We were nonstop. She was hilarious. We would do these yoga videos on the beach. And I'd be like, I'm Robbie Rude Steamer. I'm going to put China into the pile driver very slowly. Now the Rude Awakening, right? Yeah, Rude Awakening's on the beach, yeah. I mean, we have to understand that China grew up pretty much around New England. I mean, she lived with her sister in Tewksbury. That's where she discovered wrestling. She trained with Killer Kowalski in Malden, Massachusetts. I mean, we had the same sense of humor. It was eerie, and it was just an incredible relationship. Unfortunately, I had to live under the roof of her god awful manager. All right, let's and talk. I just could not deal with that. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. All right, so this dude, Anthony. Um, he is, did he like bring you in or was it China that brought you in? Because it seems like there's three different stories to me in this one. There's the Anthony side with the resurrection. There's the Eric, right. Who had his own issues as well. And then there's your side. Who's seems like it's her, your best friend and her biggest supporter. And, and they're like trying to mix it all together in this documentary. Because you have to. I mean, the director, Mora, to her credit, man, she did an incredible job of weaving China's life story and the screw job with Triple H and the WWE and going from that to explaining her whole pop culture sensation appearing on like the cover of the TV Guide, 
Playboy, being on shows like Mad TV, Surreal Life, Third Rock from the Sun. You have to weave all that into the fact that we tried to do another documentary, which Anthony was the head of. And yeah, I found China. I did not know Anthony. I found China on Twitter. I started sending her comedy videos. She loved it. And then this guy intercepted. He's like, you know what? She doesn't really want to do comedy videos. We need to make a documentary. And you have to understand that Anthony is a reality TV show runner. He runs talent to reality TV. So he saw China's documentary as just another reality cheesy show. Mm. I mean, the stuff that he was trying to force us to film for his awful documentary. I mean, it was, it was garbage. He was trying to put all his other clients in it. Like today we have to talk to Coolio because Coolio and China had a special relationship and we have to figure that out. I'm like, no, we don't. We don't have to figure that out. You're a carny. And he wouldn't tell her about rehab. The WWE was offering full rehab for her. And he's like, no, we're going to hold off because I'm getting the TV show intervention. That's right. The ink is about to dry. We're going to get the rock. We're going to get mankind. And it it was just garbage. It was garbage. He was an awful dude. He put China in so many enabling situations. If you tried to stand up to him, he was a pit bull. He would scream at you. He would threaten to throw me off the production. If you don't like how it's done here, then get out, all right? I understand China. And without China, you are S-H, that word, poop. (laughs) All right, so, so dude, I'm watching this, and clearly I see your relationship. And I, I feel your pain with this guy, Anthony. I mean, you lived it. I'm watching He's it. Awful. Dude, there was this thing with Dr. Drew, right, where, oh, we're going to hold back and say what, you know, yep. obviously, obviously, you know, China was. About her drug, uh, they were trying to put up her shopping list for drugs, so, and there were certain drugs that they couldn't even tell Dr. Drew about. And, I mean, that, that scene right there is such a smoking gun for Anthony's enabling. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you something, man. With a lot of these documentaries about, like, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, usually these scumbags slither back into the shadows, take over the documentary, and control the story. And in this one, fortunately, we filmed him the whole damn time. He gave himself enough rope to hang himself with. And it's so obvious that he had such a huge enabling position with her and not that you know nonetheless he filmed finding her dead body yeah, yeah that that was the powerful part of it and, and are you, i had and, to watch that i had to watch her in that damn bed while he's trying to method act and i i think it was staged in terms of i think he saw that he she was gone and i think he set up his little friend to shoot the whole video of him pretending to find her because when you see the actual scene of him going into the bedroom it looks staged man yeah like and you got to understand crew. that that yep. That last month, she had broken off from Anthony completely. She had finally totally understood what a scumbag she was. I mean, he was. And she was trying to just get back on her damn feet, man. And it just was such a whirlwind that she was finally coming to grips with the fact that this guy was a carny. He was an enabler. And it's just so bittersweet, man. I mean, she was such a sweetheart, such a dork, an amazing lady. And to just be so close and to have it slip through your fingers. I mean, I only knew her, man, for 10 months. 
Uh, brutal. So, I, and, I, and I hate to pile on this guy, Anthony, here, but... Um, Please do, because this guy has threatened my life. <laughs> oh, really? You have to understand, I had to tell this story to the new director. Wow. Like, I had walked away from the China Project because I was horrified with Anthony and Eric. They forced me out of the picture. Eric didn't know who China was. I had to explain that to him. Anthony didn't know who Eric was. Eric shot for me since 2012. Eric's originally from the Boston area area and he had been doing a bunch of videos with me and he had worked for Ken Burns and Vice and HBO already and I thought that he would be ready for this and he was hiding all his drug use from me and then it turned out that him and Anthony partnered up and they pushed me out of the picture and then they were just trying to spend the next couple of years trying to sell their crappy documentary they could not do until finally Eric got brought up on drug charges and he sold all the footage to this acquisitions company that gave it to uh, the new director, Morris Strach. Yeah, and one and one thing, if you watch, and I, I'm telling you, watch this thing on Vice. Uh, uh, this guy Eric didn't seem like the, the greatest guy, and he's on drugs, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, could I have done something to uh, you know save Joni's life? Absolutely, but you know, I was the guy that was uh, you know sleeping in the in the room with uh, all heroin up, and it, it, it's 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 hard to watch. I, I just want to bring something back up that you mentioned. WWE did offer to ha- help her full rehab. Yes, yes, absolutely. That was uh, told to us by Sean Waltman very early on. And every time we try, because you have to understand, once again, we shot a separate documentary behind Anthony's back. Anthony just wanted to put in his clients, like from the Brady Bunch and all his people, so he could have another surreal-life documentary for her. And we literally went behind Anthony's back, and we interviewed Sean Waltman. And afterwards, you know, basically he's like, yeah, I mean, they're willing to offer full rehab for Joni. So, I mean, if you can just let her know. And every time we tried to convey to Anthony, because it had to go through Anthony. Anthony was a pit bull. And if you tried to go around him, you're out. I would have gotten a plane ticket back home in a heartbeat. And every time we told Anthony, he's like, yes, that's what's going to happen. But we're going to get the TV show Intervention. And it's going to be beautiful. And he never looked at it for her own life and her own endangerment. Yeah. It was all about the bigger picture of shopping this train wreck and continuing to make her a sort of treacly crap VH1 surreal life situation. Exactly. And it was just horrifying. And I just want to bring up one other thing. Um, towards the end, right, I, I, she, she wrote a letter to her mom. She was supposed to meet her mom. I know that was something that... And Charlotte, and, yeah. And her, yeah, and, her de- and Anthony put this together and... I don't think her mom wanted to do it, and it sounds like this guy Anthony forced her to do it, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. She said the bad. But do, do you think that the end, like, and I, it sounds like it to me that in the end, this guy Anthony may have been the the destruction to maybe self-destruct for China at the end of all this? For sure, because he was profiting off of it. Because once again, he loved the train wreck side, side of He had no interest in getting her in good standing with the WWE. As a matter of fact, I ran a campaign to get her into the yep. Hall of Fame in 2019. And I took over her Facebook, her Twitter, mm-hmm. and I was like a fly on everybody's ass at the WWE. Every time they posted about Becky Lynch, I'm like, hey, that's, that's great. Why don't we let China into your damn Hall of Fame? And 
When we finally got her in, I had a couple of executives at the actual ceremony tell me that they would have inducted her during her lifetime if he wasn't involved. Wow. He was such a nuisance. I mean, this guy, you can see during the movie, he trolls the WWE. Yep. He goes uninvited to the headquarters. That was embarrassing, goes by in the way. Through the front door with China. Now, you've got to understand, dude, China has a lawyer who works for the WWE. Yep. This guy's a great guy, and anytime they wanted to have that sort of relationship, you know, meet with Vince McMahon or anything, he could have set it up. Mm. But Anthony didn't give a crap about any of that. Anthony wanted to make a little surreal life reality show, and he wanted to show her walking up unannounced, which is something you don't do to the WWE. And that was the whole movie. As a matter of fact, you can see on YouTube, Anthony called the WWE one time asking for China's royalty checks. Mm. And... They didn't obviously uh, let her through or whatnot, and Anthony posted that video up on YouTube immediately. And the W, I mean, it was just, it was all about spectacle. Yeah. It was not about trying to do what was best for business and trying to get on the same page. All Anthony cared about was, I mean, as soon as we got back to California, he was trying to get her a six-figure deal to do another porno with Sonny at Vivid Video. Oh, my God. And it's like, dude, she's 45 years old. She looks like a yoga instructor now. She's the sweetest lady. I mean, if you did not know she was China, her body had totally transformed from a bodybuilder to like a yoga instructor. You would have thought she was a nice, sweet lady on the beach of like Sandwich Mass, Cape Cod or some crap. She was, she was just such a sweetheart. And Anthony's like, no, we're going to get you to do another porno and it's going to be hot. Yep. It's going to be sunny. And that's that's just how he thought. Yep. It was never about her getting cleaned up and getting back in good standing with the WWE. It was about, I'm going to make a train wreck documentary about this woman. It's going to move a lot of units. And if she passes away during it, well, that's fine. And it seemed like it was fine because after she passed away, I went to a couple of meetings where he was pitching the movie and the documentary before I left for good. And he was bragging about it. And I hate to say this, but this was the truth. He goes into the meeting with her urn. He goes into a yep. meeting to pitch the, t- yeah. the documentary was, with her terrible. urn. Yep. A bedazzled urn. And he puts it between us. And during the meeting, he says, and I quote, we have the bitch dead on video. How many documentaries can claim to have that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just, my stomach sank. Yeah, Rob Patillo, uh, many people here locally know him as Robbie Road Steamer. Um, I, so I, again, the whole Anthony thing. Now that now that we're talking about it, I, I feel I feel it, man. But flip flip side of it all, she really everything that you're talking about. Sweet woman wanted to get yeah. better. Talked about how what what she was living through. These little videos that she did, like walking down the street, like you know, like a selfie stick. Yep, I can't wait to do this. I'm excited to do it. I'm a little nervous. She really did sw- seem like the sweetest person. Um, there was a, a point where she met uh, Mick Foley at a Comic Con. Um, and he yeah, like, yeah. you know, and that, that looked like a really good embrace. Every, everything Dude, about her seemed like she was an night. Yep. And I'll just say this real quick. Mick Foley invited us back to his house that night and we watched the money in the bank pay-per-view and he read excerpts from chi- his book about China. They were crying. It's actually on my YouTube channel because I filmed there that night too. And he is just heaven on earth. He is just God sent out of all the people. When she came back to this country, Mick Foley was the only one who truly, really gave a crap. He brought her into his house. I mean, she used to babysit his kids, Noel and, and whatnot. 
And it just was so emotional that night. And he actually drove us after the pay-per-view up to Stanford, Connecticut to meet with Anthony so he could invade the headquarters. Like literally after the pay-per-view on a Sunday night, he did this. Wow. And it was incredible. He gave me and China clothes. He loves Santa's Village up in uh, North Conway, up in uh, New Hampshire, worships it. So he gave us a bunch of Santa's Village clothes. I mean, he really is. I mean, he, he is a god. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I know you guys said you, you're very close. I mean, you guys basically live together. Um, did you guys, like, what What did you, what, what in the long run, like, what do you think was the worst thing for her? Was it her childhood? Was it the, you know, being this, this masculine woman? Or was it the release of WWE and the way things happen? Like, do you think it's from her childhood or the release from WWE that gave her a lot of demons? It's the WWE. It's yeah. definitely the WWE because she was a warrior to recover from so much during her childhood, you know, in terms of just dealing with the family. Uh, in, in college, if you read her book, she was gang raped. Uh, she went through a brutal, brutal life. And the WWE provided a home. And unfortunately, in almost Shakespearean situation, you know, the future head of the company cheats on her. You know, her boyfriend, Triple H, and with Stephanie. And it, it just made it such an unworkable situation for her. Mm. And unfortunately, there was no act two. She thought she could be an actress. All those roles, they, they weren't happening. And all of a sudden, Sean Waltman magically appears at her front door, and they're doing a sex tape because that's what's in Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian. Yep. And, you know, at first, I don't think she really wanted to put it, you know, she didn't want it out there. I mean, I think she was very schizophrenic about her porn career. I think it was her last gasp at trying to get publicity. But at the same time, I know she wasn't too crazy about it. And, yeah, I, I think it really was the breakup with the WWE because ultimately I think that was the closest thing she ever had to a true family, as messed up as it was. Yeah, I mean, she never saw her mother again after the age of 15. And that was sad. They really... They, I don't know why they had to show that. But, yeah, that was... It really hit home, man. Like, this thing... Was was really yeah. super super powerful, and uh, you know it was just kind of funny. Now that you're saying all this, like they showed you guys, you know, doing yoga on the beach, and like you know, showing yeah. the kind of the kind. Of, I'm sure I'm sure that was really hard on you. I, I just have one more question. Yes, Doctor Drew. Um, obviously, I've watched, dude. Like I love Allison Chains is my favorite band. I watched him with Mike Starr, and like I've seen a lot of things like this. Why couldn't they just put her in rehab? Was it a her thing or was it this guy? Like, why couldn't she be put into rehab? Was it her decision? Because Anthony had her on a Comic-Con tour like you wouldn't believe, dude. Mm. And every night, you know, every month, if she was to go to rehab in his head, well, now we can't do Chillum in October in New Jersey. That's 20 grand down the drain. Yeah. You know, for him, he thought putting her by the ocean and listening to him talk about how it's all good and you got to meditate was probably going to be good enough for her for a while so he could keep her attached to the money train, a.k.a. getting her on Botched. Mm. She was on an episode of Botched, but they pulled it off the air after they, you know, she passed away. Um, he didn't care about the rehab. And it was more or less you know, seeing how much he could get out of her income-wise before, all right, uh... Looks like uh, we should put her in rehab now. I'll call up the TV show Intervention. That's how he operates. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it was really powerful, dude. And, uh, you know, th that's why Thank I think you. I think in the end, dude, like 
So they could, if whether it's the WWE or Dr. Drew, they could have helped her. And I, and I think in the long run here, you're, they could have, but also you got to understand Dr. Drew was prescribing the drugs to her too. You yeah. know, that's yeah. why they were calling him. He was part of it. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I know. And at the end, man, like you, you, I could tell you, you were pretty upset about the way things ended and it was, it's, it, it, oh, I was it, destroyed, dude. I was destroyed. We only knew each other for 10 months. She had so much potential, dude. I mean, Anthony hated when we were doing those comedy videos on the beach and she could have had a huge Twitch channel. Oh yeah. She could have been like on TikTok Adult Swim. now. Like, oh my God, it would have been huge. Oh God, dude. And it's like, I'm close friends with people like Eric Andre, who has a show on Adult Swim, and I talked to him. I was trying to get her to work with him and these other comedians, and I was just trying to get her to help laugh at all this horrible stuff that happened to her during her life and being able to use comedy to sort of help her process that. And it was just going completely against the grain of her awful handler, Anthony. Mm. It was like trying to sneak in treatment and trying to help her under his awful household. And that that was just the toughest part because he controlled her with an iron fist. All the credit cards were in his name. Uh, She couldn't get an apartment without him signing and taking care of everything for her. And I think that's sort of a fault of hers. She wanted to be handled by somebody. She wanted to feel like a diva again, and she wanted somebody to treat her like, babe, I'm getting the car out front at 9 a.m. You're going to have hors d'oeuvres at 10. You know, she wanted somebody to treat her like that. And unfortunately, Anthony should have never been that person. Yep. All right. Well, it's on Vice. I guarantee, dude. Watch it, everybody out there, man. This is uh, real powerful stuff. Um, real. One last thing. I know Degeneration X got into the Hall of Fame. Um, do you think? Yeah, it was at the ceremony. <laughs> um, you so will will China or she is that considered her Hall of Fame enshrinement? Like. No, she, I will guarantee, will have a double induction. There's no question about this. Especially I felt in my heart of hearts when this movie came out. Because I felt this movie was going to be like Julius Caesar and sort of basically that speech, I came to bury China, not to praise her. And I think it's just going to trigger so many people because the WWE buried her, even when they put her in with DX. You know, I mean, she's still not somebody they feel comfortably talking about on TV, and they've erased her history. And I feel in my heart of hearts, this movie is going to trigger a lot of healing. And I, I know that double induction's happening. You can't let her just be inducted under DX. You know, that's a faction. She. She was the greatest woman wrestler of all time. The only wrestler woman to hold a male title, the Intercontinental Championship. She was the only, the first woman in the Rumble, first woman in the King of the Ring. She was literally going up against Stone Cold for the World Heavyweight title at SummerSlam at one point. And they were going to give her the title if she didn't pose for the cover of Playboy. Yeah. Hey man, great stuff, dude. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I, I want to tell you one oh, story. Absolutely. I want to tell you one story about me. So uh, I've been here 10 <laughs> years. Obviously we know the flip with the WBC, but I went to a, a, a hemp fest once in Boston <laughs> and you were, yes. you were performing. Uh, and I, Robbie Roots. Yeah, we're going to legalize cocaine too. <laughs> but dude, <laughs> what's the song? I'm sorry. Your cat has asked you something like that, dude. I was like, this is, I was there. I was loving it. This is obviously before free, you know, weed and all that stuff is legal, but like, but back back in the day, man, that stuff was the greatest, dude. So I, I, well, I love being Robert Steamer. I, I love WBCN. I mean, I love everything about Boston. That's why I stayed there so long. And the only reason why I left was for China. 
That's the only reason. I mean, the last time I was at Sports Hub Radio was when I brought in China for an interview yeah. with Toucher and Rich. That was outstanding. And I mean, I miss it, man. Mm-hmm. If I can throw on the wig and the grease paint mustache tomorrow, come down there and be like, you salespeople better be moving stuff. Because that's what I used to do. I'd come into BCN in full costume like Tony Clifton. i come into like the big boardroom and I'd be like, where's Dave Wellington? All right, he's supposed to give me a box of condoms. Let's do this. And I miss those days, man. I love Hardy, Toucher, and Rich. Everybody down there, man. You guys have such a gang. And I felt like I was just like Randy Moss. I was just way too wild to continue to be in the offense. I could go for 60 yards, but, you know, I would yell at people during uh, lunch meetings or something, and they'd throw me off the team. Well, man, dude, Rob, I really appreciate you sharing your story, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely put this out on the on the internet today. And uh, great stuff, man. I really appreciate what you did for China's life to, at her end of her life, man. And uh, I'm sure people will really see that with this documentary. Thanks, my man. Much love. Love you guys. And yeah, I should be hitting the East Coast over the summer or whatnot. So man. let's do it up. Make some mistakes. You got it, bro. All right. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it, man. Uh, that is uh, Rob Polito, known as uh, Robbie Roadsteeber here. I'm telling you, I, I wanted to take at least some time to do this. Powerful stuff, man. It was powerful. And after talking to him, oh, this guy, Anthony, ooh. Uh, not, a, not a good look whatsoever. We'll uh, wrap up the Joe Show coming up next here on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Boston's home for sports. 98.5 The Sports Hub. We've got Boston sports cover coming and going. 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, back here at 98.5 The Sports Hub. I'm Joe Murray. Tucker, thank you for all your help today, man. Uh, I thought that was good stuff. Uh, again, I watched the documentary, so talking to him, uh, I felt it. It was powerful, man, and uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, really good. I'm going to post that later on in the day, so um, you'll be able to find it probably on my Twitter or somewhere. Or maybe if I send it to the uh, the digital team, maybe they'll post it, Tucker. I don't know. We'll uh, we're working on the Joe show getting posted on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, just a couple of little notes here. Um, I'm going to be on the radio a ton because it's vacation week. So um, tomorrow I am with Ted Johnson, 9 to 1. And then the uh, the golf tournament, which are you a part of, Tucker? No, you, you get the invite? Uh, no, I'm no. Yeah, yeah me either. It, it, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it's tough on a Monday, you know. Yeah, so I'll be in uh, with Ted uh, Monday morning, 6 to 10 for Toucher and Rich. So uh, maybe I'll try to have those guys call in. I wonder how those guys are at golf. Who? Like between Fred, Rich, and Wallach, who do you think is the best golfer? I'd say Fred because he, he, he's a member of a I'd country, say Fred too. He's a member of a country club. Wallach's got a bad back. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got to have a good back to, you know. Rich yeah. seems like a guy who could – randomly have a really solid round and then the next time out you just completely suck like kind of like me he reminds me of a guy that might not drive far but then like once he's in like the fair like he start he gets it close to the green and then gets it on the green yeah. and he's like around par or maybe just after so you don't golf right i used to dude i used to hit, i told you i didn't you just know don't, if I was a you just don't like it yeah that's right um no i mean if you give me a golf cart and ciders and cigars uh cigars wow. yeah but will you swing a club yeah crush it no, let's go. Yeah, I'm lazy though. I, you know, my days. Are, I I mean, I can, I know a guy. We can we can. Uh, I mean, 
you want to come to? Uh, oh, actually, we could go from here one day. I would one hundred percent. Have you ever been to that. George Wright Golf Course in Hyde Park? I have not. All right. Well, I grew up across the street, so maybe I can. Uh, well, let's do that, man. Finagle it. I'll throw the clubs in the trunk. We'll be good to go. I'd be fine, actually. I'd have. Uh, do you have, have clubs? A, I do. Okay. Do you have lefties and righty clubs? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know the story already. Oh yeah. I uh, I drive both left-handed and right-handed, and I putt left-handed only. Um, and everything everything else is right-handed. It's it, dude. It was a, yeah. It's 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 messed up. Uh, I gotta see them. I gotta see them live action, Joe. Oh God. Uh, all right. So this is what I had on the uh, the agenda for today, Tucker. So uh, we Kemba Walker trade. Um, Patriots camp stuff. Oh, how about that? Uh, I think. Oh, oh Stefan Gilmore is a no show. Sounds like it's a, an agreement there. Sounds like there might be a little. Uh, oh. hey, hey, coach, I'm not showing up. Okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. We'll work on something. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I, I can't trade him. His contract's too good. I would be very surprised <laughs> if he wasn't back here. And yeah, like just get something done well, with yeah. this defense. Now he's. You need him. And um, I really do think that Mac Jones and I we will have to see it with our own eyes. We got to see it. I I'm I'm putting in the bet right now that Mac Jones is your starter week one plus three hundred. I'm just trying to feel. Don't that ring too, the bell man. though. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a different show. Um, and again, I think you know it's funny. You think about the linebackers, how much, how well they improved there. I think their D line is where they really improved. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they're going to get inside pressure. It's really going to help those linebackers. And in the end, like I said, a guy like Steph, Stephon Gilmore is going to take up half the field. Um, so uh, so that you know, there's some Patriots stuff in there. Uh, Big Jim and Gasper are coming up next. Uh, Gasper asked a great question this week um, to Bill. Hey, have you talked to Tom Brady? So um, I'm sure they'll get into that one uh, later on today here on the show. Um, I mentioned the summer of 22, uh, the Celtics cap. Um, and... I know Bergeron and Marshan want another run, another cup run. Bergeron's going to be in the last year of his deal. That one, that's going to be an interesting thing to follow. Like he's the guy that they've like made the royalty. They no one get paid more than him, and probably gets his sweater retired someday. Just interested to see how they play out that final year. Like lame duck year. Do they give him an extension? How do they uh, how do they work that thing out? Um, that's going to be something interesting to look at. And then one final note I, w- I wanted to bring up because I know some people asked about it. There was this this uh, meeting this week for uh, a committee got together for the 20 gambling bills that like to get passed. I listened to it. I listened to the whole entire thing. And um, one of the big things that they're worried about is, is, col- is actually college betting. Um, it, it sounds like they're worried about corruption, I mean, you know, point shaving, things like that. I didn't know this, but the NFL has something in place. They had the NFL uh, um, representative on that is like, yeah, if someone like says, yeah, you know, uh, we need to, there's like something in place that if you're ever like approached for that, the NFL has that. College sports doesn't, at least from what I know of. But dude, if they can't put college sports in the betting bill, it's not going to, like, there's a lot of money in college sports. Just take the first step. If you have hesitation on the college thing, then just. Pass a, a just a pro team bill, I, and I, then figure I out the college stuff later. Just get this thing going. I agree with you, but I think they're looking at the big number of that five hundred projected million, like that tax money, dude. That's big money that they can put elsewhere. 
big money. No, ideally you'd want to have both, but if you can just get something going from the pro team aspect, get all the all these businesses want to open up these sports books and create jobs. Yeah. And they're just sitting in their asses right now. Yeah. I mean, it's great that I, they had this hearing, but let's I, have a vote I, now. I, I do think that I think it was positive is all I'm going to say. Good. I just don't know if it's going to be this, this year? year. This year, I don't. I think 2022. Now, Connecticut's in uh, September, right? That's right. Okay. Football well, season. Ready now you got go. three bordering states <laughs> that have legalized Eating it. right in your backyard. So they got to be feeling the pressure now. Yep. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. I want to thank Tucker. Great job today. Uh, I want to thank uh, Robbie Rhodes, Steve Rob Polito, uh, for calling in today. It was great stuff. I'll post everything to the website. Stay tuned. Uh, Big Jim, Chris Gasper. They got you coming up next right here on 98.5 The Sports Hub.